With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Rocky Top Roundtable for this UTSA week. And guys, uh, Tennessee's got to get back up on the horse this week. Uh, you know, rough week last week. We've talked a lot about it on the General's Quarters. Uh, podcasts, you know, videos, you name it, we've talked about it. And, you know, uh, this is a UTSA team that you should beat, but if you let them hang around and you don't score points, they can, you know, you know reach up and, beat, and bite you back. That, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, Tennessee, I know, is a heavy favorite. you got to go play well, Rob. you got to tackle better defensively. Fundamentally, you've got to do things uh, better than you did it Saturday night in Gainesville. No, I mean, if you don't score points, you leave yourself open for the possibility of a disaster happening, like Alabama did you know, at, at South Florida this week, like Tennessee to, you know, a certain degree did against Austin P. I mean, it didn't feel like Tennessee was going to lose that game, but, you know, when you're sitting on, when you had to hit 20 points in the second half, you know, crazy things can happen. And that's, I think more than anything, we'll talk more about it later, but offensively, I, I, Tennessee just needs to, to get back to looking like it has. This is an opportunity to where you can, not all the way, of course, because it happened, it was bad. But you can go back to, and do what you wanted to do against Austin P. Now, I'm not saying Tennessee is going to win by 40 or 50 points like we were all predicting in that, in that football game. But get in there, do what you're supposed to do, look impressive, play a lot of guys, play some young guys, get everybody on the same page and work out those kinks because it is go time. South Carolina, off week, A&M, Alabama, Kentucky. I mean, you know, make up for lost time here against uh, against a team you should beat by a couple touchdowns. You got to run the football effectively against a light box. That's the big. Everybody asks me about points, Austin. Everybody talks about this, that, and the other. That's my biggest takeaway. The further I get removed from Florida, it's not the lack of big plays, or taking shots, or, or any of those things. It's whether or not when somebody has a four to seven man box up front, can you line up and gash and crease them. They could not do that. Florida could manage Tennessee's run game without committing any extra people. Totally changes the way you play offensive football in the passing game. Let's talk about Joe. Everybody wants to talk about the quarterback spot, no matter what's going on offensively. Um, you know, he's the leader of the offense, an offense that scored 46 combined points the last two games against Austin P in Florida. Um, you know, what can Joe do to produce more points, produce a better and more efficient offense? Well, I mean, I think he's got to, you know, continue to improve his accuracy. I thought he was more accurate against Florida than he was against Austin P. He wasn't perfect. And, and I mean, if, if we're sitting here, Rob, and, and Joe Milton's got to go 24 for 27 for 340 yards and four touchdowns for this offense to put up 30-plus points a game, Tennessee's not going to be a very good offense this year. Now, if you would have just shown me his stats, you know, before Saturday's game, oh, he's going to throw for 287 yards, two, two touchdowns, one interception. I would have felt pretty good about Tennessee's chances just based off those numbers. But he didn't get any help around him. We've talked about the pre-snap penalties. We've talked about getting behind schedule. You just talked about, about the run game, how Florida was able to manage that. Joe was okay. I think what we could probably all agree on is, you know, Joe, you can win with Joe, but against good good teams, I'd, 
I've seen enough. I just don't think Joe can be the difference against good teams, and you have to be good around him. I think, and this has been a popular talking point so far this week, I mean, more so than anything Joe specific, just get that operation back to where it needs to be. You know, we talked about snapping the football under 10 seconds, the pre-snap penalties, all that type of stuff, a lot of sideways stuff. You are Tennessee. The trademark of your offense is the tempo, and you ran 65 and 63 plays each of the last two weeks. You've got to speed it up. You've got to get back to that tempo. A lot of that can be dealing with Cooper Mays and having Ollie Lane, the new center in there and all that. And so I think more than just for Joe, guys, it's get that tempo and that operation back to where it needs to be, and you'll give yourself a chance against some SEC defenses because you didn't have that chance against Florida. Yeah, I mean, you, you see the, the, the communication was a, a major issue on, on Saturday on the offensive front, quarterback, offensive line. Um, you know, that won't be the case. You know, the next three games are at home, and, you know, you just you wonder, like, you know, just how do they get on the same page up front? You, you talk about, you know, running the football. I think getting Jalen Wright off to a quick start, you know, I think it's paramount because I think you've got to continue to feed him. Well, you do, and you've got uh, – Eric's right. You've got to play fast. Part of the success of your offense is gassing a defensive front and also making it so chaotic for the back end that, guess what, they blow a coverage. Yeah. You're not doing that right now because there's too many times you're looking over there and you're changing a play with 12 seconds to go on the play clock. They slowed it. Go back to week one, first trip in the red zone. What does Tennessee do? Huddle up. Now, they gashed in the run game all the way down there, right? Yep. Fast. We're like, man, this is the Tennessee tempo. Get to the 20, ugh, and all of a sudden now you're in fourth and six. Now you made a play, but you can't just – this off, this offense doesn't – is not as successful when you play slower. Tennessee's got to play faster. And, and then from there, real quick, you can – I mean, you got to do one thing at a time, I understand that, get the operation back to where it needs to be. But you guys remember when Brian Kelly last year before the LSU game said that Tennessee doesn't motion off a lot? Tennessee's motioned some this year, but it hasn't motioned to get themselves in one-on-one -on -one matchup and make the defensive back or the linebacker make a critical decision, and it's the wrong decision, and get behind that defense one thing at a time. But – you know, get that speed, get that tempo back, then start doing, start being more of who you are and who you've been in the past offensively. I'd love to see him get McAllen Castles more involved. Yeah. You know, I mean, to me, he's got to be, he, he's shown enough in three games, even in small sample size, to make me think, okay, if, if they can work him in two to three more times a game, I, I think that it just helps the spacing of the offense. I think he's a tremendous athlete and, and, and really can, and I won't say unlock things because I don't think that's accurate either, but at the same time, I think he, makes everything a little easier when, when you work in somebody that's not running back receiver. Well, they're going to have to be better against non-man coverage looks. They're going to have to win against zone coverage. And when Tennessee got man-to-man -man coverage against Florida, they had success. Yeah. When they got into zone looks against Florida, they didn't have, did not have as much success. Teams are going, if teams think they can control the run game up front, they're going to play zone on the back end and make it harder for Tennessee because they're going to have to throw to windows. They're going to have to be more patient that way. If that's where they're at, then McCollin Castles has to be a much bigger part of things in zone, against zone defenses. Defensively, UTSA, you know, not too bad on offense. They, they, they've kind of struggled at points without their quarterback this year, but they're capable. Got to tackle better. Got to kind of tighten some things up on the defensive side of the ball. Last week, I was just, just stunned that, that, you know, Etienne goes for 170 on the ground. Weren't you? Yeah, I was. Go ahead, Eric. Rob. I'm, you know, I don't have anything to add. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee had looked great against the run. And again, much different level of competition, but in the one test that we all got to see Florida play, they, they couldn't run the ball against Utah. You know, one of the storylines come out of the, the first two weeks, Tennessee's front seven is much better, and they, and they were pretty good last year. 
and yeah, Florida controlled them all night long. ADN averaged you know over, over six yards a carry. They had 135 yards in the first half alone, and I mean that set the tone right there. I mean that was them being able to run the ball, kept pressure off of Graham Mertz all night long. That, that's a big reason they they were seven of eight on third down in the first half. And I thought that was the biggest story of the first. I mean, Mertz made throws, but other than the one, you know, third and 12 where he's out of, out of pocket and he makes that great throw on the sideline, it was easy for him. And a big part of that was because of the ground game. Eric, I think what you got to hope this week, too, is, is, you know, like Elijah Herring, you know, I mean, he's still making some mistakes as a, a younger yeah. player, but this is another get a bunch of reps type game for, for even guys like Herring, who, again, now is thrust into being a starter because Keenan Peely's out. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the more Elijah Herring plays, the more Arian Carter plays. You know, they always say, you're not a freshman anymore by the end of the season. I mean, that's going to be the case for him by the bye week, right? And they're going to get better. They're going to feel more comfortable. The game's <laughs> going to slow down for them. And it's important in a game like this where, again, UTSA's got some pop. It's been one of the better offenses last couple of years. They were top 15 last year. They're back-to-back -back conference champions. A little bit different. Lost a good receiver. Offense not as explosive. We'll see if Frank Harris, the seventh-year quarterback, plays. Uh, but this is a game to where it's going to be a little bit slower. Um, continue to progress, feel good about yourself, because Elijah Herring and Arian Carter, along with Aaron Beasley, obviously are going to have to be huge for Tennessee as the, uh, the SEC schedule goes on. And get, get off, off the, the field. field. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going. I mean, th th that's the whole thing. That's all we've heard about all offseason. Well, they, did, so good. they yeah. did such a good job on first and second down last week. Yeah, I mean, just get off the field on third down. And it wasn't like Florida was in a bunch of third and twos and third and threes. Yeah, third and fives and sevens. Yeah. Sevens and elevens. Seven and, you know, of eights. They have got to get off the time. field. They have to get off the field because that is also how you get your offense going. If that offense sitting on the sidelines and the way the clock rules are, you can control the game if you've got the football for five or six minutes every drive. Tennessee's got to get off the field on third down defensively. It's Tennessee, it's UTSA coming up at 4 o'clock on Saturday over at Neyland Stadium. For Eric Kane, Rob Lewis, and Brent Hubbs, I'm Austin Price. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.